In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. and Ren and Nedzi Classified School Survival Guide. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 11 of Nedzi Classified, titled Hallways and Friends Moving, as well as Season 3, Episode 12 of Nedzi Classified, titled Boys and Girls. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, with me, as always, to break down all things Nedzi Classified is one, Renan Fontes. Ren, how are you doing? Bryce, Lynn did not get his EGOT. He did not get his EGOT. He lost. Yes. Are um, you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, I mean... You think he would have yeah. won if Disney picked the right song? Ooh, probably. They went for the emotional one. And, you know, it makes sense. It's like the it's the tearjerker like, song in the movie. It's the one mm-hmm. that has the most emotion after the whole film. Mm-hmm. But it's not the catchiest to sing along to. And because it's so heavy, I think that makes that would make, you know, a casual audience less willing to go out of the way to listen to it or even request it on the radio. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't so, have that let it go quality. No, and I think Disney thought that they were I think Disney thought that people could vote until the very last minute because I don't know if you saw the performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno um at the Oscars, but it was atrocious. <laughs> It wasn't good. They'd hyped it up all week. They were like, we're going to finally do a live uh, live singing, live performance of oh, We Don't Talk About Bruno. That sounds... That's that's not an elegant transition. Um, well, doesn't that sound cool? I mean, it sounds cool, but like, this... it's Encanto wasn't like a stage musical first. Mm-hmm. It does things and it moves at a pace that's very animated. Yes. Yes. So when they said, we're going to do a live we don't talk about Bruno. Um, you know, my eyebrows were raised. I said, oh, well, that that could be interesting. That could yeah. be good. Um, I like the song. It's going to be cool to see the cast perform it live. And what they did is they got like two members of the original cast. They sung a bit of it. Uh, they got really stuck on just singing the chorus. Like, we don't talk about Bruno, just that part. Uh, They had a couple of, like, guest singers do a couple of raps, and then they shut it all down with one more We Don't Talk About Bruno. Maybe they just forgot the words. (laughs) You know, they... They they improvised. This wasn't a musical. They didn't have to memorize all their lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just read off a script as they're acting. Yeah, and so now they had to do it in front of a live audience. (laughs) (laughs) They knew knew the the keywords. They knew the name of the song. Nothing else. The guy's name's Bruno. We don't talk about him. How hard can you sing about him be? Yeah. Uh, I was, I'm a little bit sad for him. For Lynn? Yeah. It really seemed like he was destined to win this year. It did, didn't it? And uh, it didn't happen. It did, I, this, this wasn't I, it. If they picked Bruno, I think he could have won. Well, I think they really put too much weight in uh the, I forget what it's called. 
but the song they chose being so emotional. Yeah. Those they, also, they also didn't know when they picked the song, like, what was going to be the hit. Yeah, that's true. Right. If I had listened to it, I would have guessed, like, if I had just listened, well, when I did listen to the album at, like, at first, without mm-hmm. really, it was before I had seen the movie, because I didn't see the movie for, like, a month until after the album came out, because I didn't see it in theaters, I waited until it was on Disney+, Plus, like, the rest of the world. Um, but if I would have had to guess, I would have guessed that the opening song would have been the breakout song from the movie. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the Family, Madrigal. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, you know, Lynn will get it next time. I mean, but... Disney's not going to let him go anytime soon. No. He's going he's gonna to keep having these chances. Yeah. Yeah. So, But uh, I think at this point, the Oscar, the Academy's really going to make him earn it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be, because he didn't get it now, so now he's going to finally get one when he's older, and everyone's going to be like, that's going to be the fun fact that he's been nominated, like, 37 times, but never won. He'll be the new Leo. Lin's going to get his honorary Oscar at, like, 75. Oh, my gosh. That'd be (laughs) devastating. (laughs) Wow. But, like, he'll definitely get a few more chances. Disney's not going to let him go anytime soon, and I'm sure he's going to keep making musical movies until he at least gets his one oscar well yeah i mean we need a follow-up to the hit mary poppins return song <laughs> turning turtle that was the one if he couldn't win with that one he wasn't gonna win at all yeah yeah um okay ren let's talk about what i believe was the best 42 minutes of television to ever occur ever to ever occur e- even better than born on the floor Oh, bore on the floor is bore in the garbage after these 42 minutes. What about the episode of Mad Men where the guy gets his foot run over by a lawnmower? So I liked it and I laughed a lot, but this I laughed and I cried. <laughs> I mean, I can't really argue with that logic. No, I, after these 42 minutes were up, Ren, I sat frozen in my seat, um, unable to move and almost in like uh, a stasis. How do you, how do you feel now? Uh, so I watched them last night. So 24 mm-hmm. hours after watching these episodes, I'm feeling like um, like they were they were pretty good episodes, but maybe not the best 42 minutes of television I've ever seen. Okay, so now that the hype's worn off, you can look at them a bit more critically. Yes. Okay, yes. I'm glad. Yes. Yeah, so like, if I had the opportunity, I may have, I may have nominated these episodes. Mm-hmm um for the oscar but then after 24 hours later i maybe may have regretted nominating these two episodes right because you don't think anyone would have voted for them yes exactly and i want ned to get his egot he deserves it he as does. much as lynn he does ren uh hallways are like highways and byways of school ren i want to start you off tonight with this important question what is a byway what is a byway yes it's like a highway's son Oh, hey, what did the buffalo, um, how did the buffalo say goodbye to his child? How, Bryce? Bye, son. That was a good joke. Yeah. So, um, okay, I like your explanation for what a byway is. I think it makes sense. <laughs> uh, so this is a segment where we have Ned is the hall monitor, right? Yep. 
uh, Mose needs to use the five minutes of like in between class time a day to navigate the hallways and get to Feynman, who, by the way, Feynman puts in zero legwork. Feynman waits. <laughs> Feynman waits at his locker, um, whether she shows up or not. And then the bell rings, so he goes to class. Feynman, in general, his, like, even his acting, it's very nothing. No. He really just has to stand, do a shrug, make a weird face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, he's almost like a sim. Yeah. Where, um, like, I think it's part of his daily routine of, like, oh, in between math and science, I will go and stand next to my locker for four minutes, and then I will walk to class. Um, like, that's all that he knows. And so Moe's meets him there. She takes advantage of it. And then Cookie's thing is uh, he keeps on getting run over by the reverse commute. So he's going to become a traffic reporter. Cookie's hallway report. I love it. It's so community-esque. Mm-hmm. I could see this happening with like Abed and Troy. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's very reminiscent to me of like the pillows and blankets-esque um, situation um where it is he's like he he reports on it everyone follows it they're really into it i just sweeps the school ned tunes in on his phone or mo someone most tunes in on her phone yeah um which is you know back in 2008 2009 whenever this was 2007 yeah that wasn't cheap that was not a cheap endeavor to download a live video onto your phone or to, to stream a live video onto your cell phone. So, um, yeah. So, who do you want to talk about first? Uh, I guess we should talk about Moe since she has the simplest one of the three. Yeah. Moe wants to get to Feynman. Moe's uh, connects with Gordy at one point to do it because she at first listens to cookies reports and cookies reports don't really help her no no so she has to like get cookie to stage a report mm. so he can create a pile up it's pretty that gets famous in the clear for her if that gets out cookies rep will be damaged and he's concerned well, about that rightfully well so. he resigns at the end of the segment so i know i think he's kind of he's already preparing for the damage yeah kind of yeah, getting ahead of the scandal um, there's an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry believes that the weather guy predicts rain on days that he wants to golf um, at the country club because that way no one will, like the, the course will be empty because everyone thinks it's going to rain. Mm-hmm. And then he just has it to himself and Larry calls him out on it and he feels, you know, really damaged by that. He's upset. And that's what this has me thinking of is Cookie, uh, you know, is Cookie might be might be well he is we know for a fact that he is skewing the hallway situation you just what gave me a genius idea bryce what is that we should become corrupt meteorologists you and i should yes let's become a like a two-person weather reporting team like the world's first <laughs> weather reporting duo and we okay. can just like abuse the predictions for our own benefit because like so, uh what if we can just rain out a bunch of places Okay, so like, so like the Larry David example. Exactly. But like, how else could we benefit? Uh, let's think of some examples where we can use extreme weather. 
to our advantage. Oh, extreme weather. Well, we're the corrupt meteorologists. We can predict anything. Yeah, so you're saying, like, don't bother going to the amusement park today. A hurricane wiped it out. Or, like, a solar flare. or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, if you go out... If you go out today, the solar flare is going to get you. I'm trying to think about, like, where are places, though? Like, other than an amusement park for me, where is a place that I would not want people to be that I, like... Oh, you know, maybe you want to go to a museum. You say there's a wildfire at the museum. Oh. Don't go to the MFA today. <laughs> flash yeah. fires all over the MFA? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fl flash fires. <laughs> Our I mean, the flash fires must be a thing, but like it seems kind of like flash floods is like, oh, we're getting more rain than expected, and now all of a sudden there's a flood. More like, fire than expected. Yeah, flash fire is like, you know, he lit a match, but it was actually dynamite. Um, <laughs> oh, we could say that they're like dynamite madmen in like a shopping mall. Like, oh, no, 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 no. All right, that's not weather. You're right. That's yeah, that's a no go. What about a centralized lightning bolt? Yes. Yeah, I think that's good. Like, like there's a higher a higher chance of lightning striking in this specific, like very specific vicinity. And we can be like sometimes lightning does strike twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> um sure. We can you and I can be corrupt weathermen. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh we should have done that as an improv character. That would have actually been That would have been fun. That would have been good. Would have been good. Um so yeah, Mose is eventually going to get to Feynman. I don't really think there's like a true like anything clever with her her end story, right? She she, they don't even Feynman. have like the conversation that yeah. her segment's been telling okay. us she wants to have. No, um, but so... like it's it's pretty clear that the most segments are kind of just rounding out the segment. Yes, yeah. like the meat of it is Cookie and Ned stuff for sure. Um, yeah, so Cookie, he's his is a uh, traffic reporter thing uh dictating which way people will go when pipes burst or when things close uh, it's fun it's a, a pretty fun. fun concept yeah um ned is our definitely our a plot here yeah everything kind of feels in benefit of the ned plot and it even gets a follow-up in the next section it does it does yeah ned uh, becomes the hallway monitor after Sweeney, who usually has the Wednesday shifts. Thursday shifts. Uh, nope, nope, I wrote Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it was Thursday. I would not have written Wednesday if it was Thursday. Maybe you wrote Wednesday because you were wishing it was Wednesday. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> um, but I'll go back. I just call it we'll... Tuesday. A day we both know it sure. wasn't. Sure. <laughs> Sweeney is shift on Tuesday. Ned is the hall monitor uh, in place because Sweeney says, uh, hey, Ned, if you do this for me, you know, I'll give you extra credit. Don't let people walk all over you. Enjoy. <laughs> Sweeney goes out shopping and Eat watches some popcorn, watches some DVDs. What movies do you think he was watching? Um, Let's look up 2007 in DVD sales. Well, I assume that the only um, movie that they have at James K. Polk is that black and white Godzilla. Was it Godzilla film? That I think it was Godzilla. Premiere. Yeah. So. All right, uh, Bryce. Here are the top ten DVDs of twenty of two thousand seven. Okay. So from starting from ten and moving down, uh, Spider Man three, The Departed, Night at the Museum, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, 
Shrek the Third, Ratatouille, 300, Happy Feet, Transformers, and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. I think he probably watched Happy Feet for about I was going to say the hours. same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think he watched it multiple times. Happy Feet, a little Shrek the Third. Mm-hmm. Throw on some Night at the Museum to round out the trilogy. That's what, um, one of the things that I did as a kid because of video stores existing, like, because I would need to return the movie, is I would watch that movie, like, three times in one weekend. Because I had it. Like, this is the only time I'm gonna have this movie on demand. Or so I thought. So I would just watch it, like, three times, and then I'd get my fill of it. Um, I would... I would do that whenever we briefly had HBO when I was growing up. Nice. Like anytime we had like HBO for a month and they would just play the same movies every day, I would just try to watch as many as I could, even if it was the same one. Yeah, that's you know, right. HBO's gonna go away. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you gotta. You know, this gotta moment only up. lasts now. <laughs> it's so silly, and now 2022, <laughs> everything is at our disposal. Um, almost everything, right, Ren? Yeah. There's some things. Some things you just can't find, like Mad Men on IMDb TV. I mean, it's there. What do you mean? It's with, with ads. Yeah, it's the whole. That's, not, that's not the that's... way Matthew Weiner intended. It is. The whole show is about ads, Ren. <laughs> You're supposed to watch it without the ads, so you can appreciate the ads. Ren, I don't know. I I may have. I did tell you this that there was a. I got a Cadbury ad when they mentioned Cadbury in the episode. No, you didn't tell me that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I got I got an ad earlier when I was watching today, and I literally I stopped and I was like, "Is this did is Mad Men back?" And like it's starting with, like I was I the ads versus Mad Men. I wasn't sure where one began and the other <laughs> one ended. I mean, yeah. it must be making an interesting experience for you. I assume that the show was originally intended for me to get an ad for either uh, Shark Tale or. Um, <laughs> What's the other one that comes up? The one where Liam Neeson's like, they kidnapped my wife. Taken. What's that one? Taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get 20 second ads for that every like 10 minutes. You get ads for Taken? Taken, Shark Tale, Burn Notice. Um, the 2008 movie Taken. Is there anything else that pops up a lot? Um, Reese's, Cadbury, I think just because of Easter. Uh, I think it's really just those. Yeah. Yeah, burn notice. I've never seen, but I know there's a point where it's like you have a burn notice on you. Um, because that's I've why you call, that's why they call you the burn notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Ned here, um, he is going to be told to be firm, stick to the rules of the hallway because Ren, without rules, the hallway is like cavemen eating mud. That's right, Bryce. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, Ned is going to give a little bit of leeway in the hallway to Loomer and the gang. Uh, Carmelo, any thoughts? Yeah. What do you think, Carmelo? Come on, Ned. That's not your best plan. Yeah, it's going to backfire. I <laughs> like the little uh, jingle that plays as he's <laughs> starting to talk. <laughs> I, I don't think I noticed that until right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, every time. I, I'm pretty sure it's every, every time he makes an assessment of Ned's plans. Right, Carmelo? Come on, Ned. That's not yeah. your best plan. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Carmelo. Uh, this plan is not his best. Well, I don't think it's a, a, a plan necessarily. At first, it's just, okay, I'll let this slide because I am i don't mind people walking all over me. I guess it's kind of a metaphor. 
It's uh, it, Ned's becoming corrupt, like us becoming corrupt meteorologists. Yes, well, I he's, think... uh, he's giving away leniency in exchange for gifts. Yes, yes, um, because he doesn't mind being walked all over because it's the hallway, right, Ren? I think yeah. that's the there's something there, but um, yeah, he does. He accepts gifts. Um, he gets some like tickets to the basketball game from Seth. Does he get anything else from Seth, Ren? He does. Oh, hold on. I think Seth. Seth, actually, Seth, what did, what did you bring? And a ham. Oh. I, I love the whole spiral ham. Yeah, he gives Ned a whole spiral ham in addition to some tickets just for um, getting to be in the hallway without a pass, I guess. Yeah. Everything is coming up, Ned. I'm surprised they didn't try the hall pass joke this time. It's but, one of their favorites. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her hall pass, and everyone shows it. But this time, well, kind of. Ned was like, well, it wasn't. Ned was like, everyone get to class, and they all just yeah. laughed in his face. Um, Rent, at one point, uh, I know we talked about Moses' bit already, but I did want to just say this. Mose, uh, when she comes to the vent, she, like, falls through the vent and just appears in front of Krubs. Would you be upset if I had done that to you in college? If you appeared from the vents in front yeah. of me, yeah, I don't think I would be upset. No, and that's not like an upsetting thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, what's Bryce doing in the vents now? What's what's going on in there? What's yeah. so interesting that Bryce has to climb through the ducts today? Who knows? There's a, a lot of show like Community and Ned's. I was gonna say a lot of shows. Really, just those two. A lot of vent stuff. Yeah, Ned's like to revisit the vents. Yeah, it makes it seem like there's a whole other world in the the vents. But I've never once seen a vent that has even seemed big enough or plausible to me to crawl in. The regular real life vents are not that big. No, and they're like blocked off a lot of the times. Kind of a bummer. You know, no one's gonna be crawling through any real vents. If people are looking for like a new entertainment center, like you know how escape rooms, like laser tag, like that kind of like, what are we doing this Saturday? I yeah. think just like a vent crawl would be cool. Ooh, and we could have like a. Uh... Like, we'll, we'll, they'll be safe, but we'll call them random cavens. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some of your corrupt weathermen talk, friend. <laughs> we can, like, uh, have, have parts of, like, the vents collapse inwards and trap the people. Like, trap in quotation marks. <laughs> like, we'll come save them after, like, a minute passes. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really cool. I was thinking more of, like, a giant hamster, like, uh, hamster wheel, giant like hamster uh, tube kind of gig, but you know what? Your idea of maybe there's an occasional accidental collapse <laughs> could be fun too. I really think that people who are crawling through vents want that kind of possible high stress octane fun. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Ren, this whole ep- segment is going to come to a climax when, uh, so Ned eventually because he's so unable to control the hallway the hallway essentially becomes new amsterdam um (laughs) and then uh cookie sends everyone all of his crowd up through the middle middle what is it the second floor bypass yeah and that's where this new amsterdam is and they all collide into each other and get hurt sweeney comes back from shopping sees it was a bad time Krubs calls him out and then makes Sweeney and Ned clean the hallway floors. Yep. I didn't everything but the ending. Yeah, the ending fell flat. Yeah. 
I like the, it, really, it really felt like they needed to wrap it up. The collision pileup was great, and then it was like, and now Krubs is going to make them clean the floor. They need a lesson. They got to learn from their mistakes. No. Their lessons is like, the kids just should have been like mad at Ned, right? Or Krubs could have showed up and been like, how come 30 kids are skipping class? Like, this is why. Ned, this is your fault. It's it's ultimately Sweeney's fault, because it wasn't his job oh, to get away to a student. Yes. Like, he, Ned didn't have any training, you know. Sweeney just made him do it. It's supposed to be for a day. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the timeline is kind of weird, because it all takes place in a day, right? I guess so. It but has things to. escalate with, like, the progression that this is happening for multiple weeks. It's rapid escalation. Yes. <clears throat> Which that's, that's not like a good or bad thing, but I just noticed it. Mm-mm. Um, all right, Ren. Uh, hold on, sorry. I got a um. Um, can I read this to you real quick? Yeah, read it to me. This is a notification I got on my phone. I was just taking it out of my pocket to put down next to me. This says, uh, "Awards night equals rewards night." Um, it's push notification from Popeyes. Forty percent of the nominees for best rap song name drop Popeyes, so we're giving <laughs> so we're giving forty bonus points on every menu item ordered in app or online tonight. That's a great fun fact. It's a really good fun fact. All right, Red. Um, oh, uh, Bryce. Before we move on to the next segment, yes. Uh, what did you think about uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock? Um, I don't really have much to say on it. Um, you know, I, I don't, I think that it sets a horrible precedent, Mm -hmm. um, for something like that to be aired on national television, seen so publicly, discussed so publicly, and have absolutely nothing come of it. I think it's not a good example. Um, if you and I were doing Bryce and Ren live. Yes. And we looked over and Will Smith was there, like staring at us, staring at us. Red hot rage. Yes. You know, you, you how are you gonna feel? I know because I know I'm feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that you would pick me up and drop me on the stage. <laughs> see if uh, I can calm Will down. Yeah. See if that would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make him make him happier. It, it does make him happier, but now he wants to try it on you himself. I love that you're treating this like a D&D situation. You have full <laughs> dungeon master on me. Like, uh, I told you what I was going to do, and you were like, it, it, it appeases him a little, but now he's going <laughs> to... This is my Will Smith RPG. <laughs> can can oh you keep gosh. Will Smith happy yeah. for the full night, or, or will you get slapped? Yeah. <laughs> Caverns of Will Smith. And it's just like, <laughs> yep, you go through this dark, dark cave and tunnel only to end up in a comedy show where Will Smith is your sole audience member. And he's already very irritated. <laughs> You're late. He's mad the at you longer, personally. Yeah, the longer it takes for you and your your roster to get there, uh, the more irate he gets. You just don't know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um man. Man. Um all right, Ren. Well, let's uh let's go. Do you want to go on to the next segment? Yeah, let's Pretty let's good. move on. All right. So I know we talked about Will Smith just now, so you might be a little bit confused about what, what happened in the last segment. Um <laughs> Ren, I was gonna cut this, but it was too good to not uh edit. So this is uh if to those who forget, 
Previously on Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah? It, it went like previously on. It's why I heard like a soft shriek in the background. I mean, that's pretty much. Previously on Ned's Let's try it again. Survival guide. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Because it's a disaster. It's like. <laughs> Um, previously on, and then it's nothing but biffs and bams and screams. And, <laughs> um, I hope the audio quality for it is awful because, like, even when it's not awful, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm glad you recorded it, though. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, that's how we opened up this segment. They started us with a previously on, and that's how you knew it was going to be a good time. Yep, I was really happy to see the immediate continuity. Yeah. Uh, so in this, this is going to be uh, Friends Moving, right? Um, we're going to get uh, our three storylines here are going to be Thamen is moving. Yep, he's moving back to Brazil. Oh, scary. Um, but not just not his family, which I thought was odd. They're sending no, Thamen. <laughs> They're sending Thamen, him back to Brazil? Gotta go back. You've been here for, what is it, ten episodes of this season? You nope, go. like three. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's been here for three yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> so that's Feynman. uh cookie loves the idea of moving and so he's gonna tell evelyn that he's moving because evelyn um because evelyn wants to date him yeah evelyn gives him friendship rings i love her here give it back mm-hmm. yes <laughs> Um, Evelyn was pretty funny here. Evelyn, yeah, she, yeah, this was her best segment, I yeah. think. Gives it to him. Here, give it back. And opens it. Friendship rings you shouldn't have. They've really uh, nailed how to sell her mania. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so then... So Cookie is going to... Because he's so afraid of this, he's going to tell her, hey, I'm moving to Hawaii. Um, and then it's going to uh, evolve and everyone's gonna hear that he's moving to Hawaii, even though it's a lie. Uh, and Ned just has the pillow. Yeah, Ned has PTSD like the Grinch. Yes. So Ned carries... Ned's bringing the pillow to the island, by the way. Yes. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Ned's carrying a pillow around with him everywhere that he goes. Um, I would have likened it more to... Um, Oh, who is it? James, I think it's James Franco in 30 Rock. Um, oh, uh, Kamiko Tom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> who is married to a pillow. <laughs> uh, and so Ned here is going to have this pillow. He's going to, all episode, all segment long, Susie is going to be trying to have a conversation with him and then kind of like walk away seeming like disheartened. Or... Like as if she's going to break up with him. Yes. Um, which is, I mean, we haven't seen Susie in what feels like ages, so. Also, like, three episodes? Yes. Um, so, we have that kind of floating around. Ned thinks that it's because of the pillow. Um, but the pillow is used throughout the segment to, like, help, like, Loomer and friends go up to, like, beat Ned up. And they're like, yep. cool pillow. They start to punch it. And then Loomer, like, runs out of energy. Yeah, he exhausts <laughs> himself and collapses from all the punches. <laughs> Uh, so he falls down, and then um, 
Ned almost gets pied in the face, but instead the pillow takes it instead. Uh, which is kind of disgusting, in my opinion. Very disgusting. Yeah. That's, a, that's a waste of a perfectly good pillow. Mm-mm. Um, I think that's really uh, kind of it that's notable with the pillow. Ned does one more thing with it later yeah. that ties into the Feynman storyline. Um, but yeah, Feynman is moving. Moses is upset. Yeah. But it's okay, Ren. Even if, um, e- even if he does move. Here's at least Ned does have have this tip to offer. I'm a friend who moved away. Remember, talk is cheap, especially after eight. And with today's web communication, stay in close touch with IMing, text messages, and webcams. Yeah, it's like uh, us, Bryce and Ren. Yeah, you know, Ren and I AIM every day, <laughs> uh, and we talk, but only uh, at, after eight because talk is cheap after eight. <laughs> Should we start an AIM group chat for all our fans? Yeah, just like... Like the, instead of a Discord? Yeah, I think then really good. Uh, uh, but in order to do it, they all have to go out and get the AOL uh, CD. <laughs> the American Online CD to put into their computer. Um, yes, so Ned's going to have that tip for Moe's. It's not going to make her super happy, but she's going to... Um, her and Ned are going to kind of tag team this. Yeah, they're going to reverse uh, Feynman's moving. Yes, by Ned is going to first talk to Krubs about like, hey, is there a meeting happening with Feynman's parents? Like, what information can we have? And obviously, if a student asks a middle school vice principal about about another student, mm-hmm. they have to answer honestly. Yes. Um, Krubs is like, at first, is like, I can't tell you, but then changes changes his tone when he finds out that there's going to be uh that ned has info right ned has what info, info bryce well it turns out ned says that there's going to be pie at lunch but uh krubs doesn't know that so krubs gives his info first because he's terrible at negotiating and then ned you know drops that little nugget nugget of info and runs away um yeah and so they're going to find out Feynman's parents are coming to town. They're coming into school. And uh, while they're in school, they're going to make Feynman look popular. They're going to have people line up and go, like, shake his hand, give him hugs. Yeah, little kids are hugging him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. Seth is going to – I don't know if I am just noticing this, but Seth is no longer uh, spinning his basketball. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I guess they kind of, they, I guess, this, you know, this season is more grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. We have less infinite basketball spinnings mm-hmm. and more uh, hallway reports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that what it was is Seth's hand grew too big. And so his skin grew over the pole. Like he had like a, probably a, I would assume an incision in his finger that mm-hmm. there was a pole that was there that they would screw in and then would attach the basketball. I think skin grew over it and it would be too painful to have to, do the um, surgery again. Open up, yeah, open up the finger again just for the final season. Yeah, that makes sense. They told him he could just hold it um, instead of spinning it. Uh, if you want more details about that, you could watch the movie District 9 <laughs> um, where there's some finger incidences in that. Yeah. That I assume look similar to what happened to Seth's fingers. Um, Gordy, we haven't talked about Gordy tonight much. Yeah, he has a bigger role in this segment. Yeah, 
Gordy is going to, he is the key here. Gordy's going to impersonate Krubs. Um, it's, not a, it's not too bad of an impersonation. It isn't. It's not that bad of an impersonation. Um, they're going to, uh, so Gordy's going to do that, but uh, in order to distract Krubs, Ned is going to smack uh, a flamingo in Krubs' office with the pillow. I love him away. smashing it with the pillow. Yeah, it's pretty good. He does it and then bolts. Uh, and then hides in a locker where Moses is waiting outside of the locker for Krebs to be like, where'd he go? And Moses like, he lost his mind. Said he was running all the way to New York City. I love the extended Classic. sequence of Krebs running out of the school <laughs> while a longer version of his theme plays. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Um, claims. Right. Um... Gordy says to Feynman's parents, um, Feynman's doing great. He's fitting in. Feynman, Feynman, Feynman. This is like Feynman, Bryce. Do you think he's fitting in with this cast? Um, yes. Yes, I think uh, he's just like all the others. No, no, he isn't fitting in at all. No, and it's not even because of the character. Um, or the act well no it's because of the character but also like it's everything with Feynman it is he's, he's not very funny he's not funny he's not interesting no like I don't dislike what he adds to Moses character mm-hmm. but like uh he's never my favorite part of any of these segments no like he's never my favorite character to have on screen I'm you know a lot of the times I'm kind of just waiting for his scenes to end mm-hmm but he doesn't, like, he's on screen, but he just, like, I feel like he doesn't take up a lot of space while he's on screen. No, he doesn't. So, like, he's at least that. Like, he's not, like, someone... He's who, not distracting. Yeah, who's, like, being shoved down our throats. Like, it's he's just there. Um, he happens to be, like, one of the main aspects of this episode, but, like, he isn't. It's more of, like, the idea of him. Mm-hmm. So, um, Gordy claims to be a doctor and says that Feynman could get rickets. I mean, it's possible. Anyone can get rickets these days. What is rickets? It's like a pirate disease, right? Like scurvy? Like pirates get rickets. So in Sea of Thieves, I might have rickets. Like if you had a vitamin D deficiency, you might get rickets. Got you. It's like okay. if you're not eating your oranges, you're going to get rickets. Mm-hmm. Um, well, everything's going to go smoothly until Krubs comes back. Um, as Gordy is walking Feynman and his parents out and they're all going to chase after each other. We don't see that chase sequence, but we do see them in the office, and it turns out that Krubs is uh, just going to say, you know, Feynman is not doing well here because he is in love. It's puppy love. That's right. It's just love. Yeah. All of Feynman's troubles, his problems, mm-hmm. his parents are going to pull him out of school because he had a crush and they didn't know? Yeah. And Yeah. It's kind of it's not great. This, this is such an uh, unclean way of wrapping this up. Yeah. And the mom's like, is that the girl? And Moe's just like gives a little wave and mom's like, she's cute. <laughs> um, well, at the same time, she was clearly part of the scheme to have the janitor impersonate the vice principal that you were just supposed to be meeting with. It's absurd. There's like, I know the show is absurd, but like the ending to this segment again makes no sense. The kids don't get really in trouble he Krubs says that they're in trouble yeah but, like there's no consequences 
In fact, I would say it's the opposite. Like, it's a big win for Moe's and Ned and Gordy. They all got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Cookie. <laughs> I like Cookie's plot. Oh, my goodness. Um, this just gets so big. It gets so big, and he get, can't do anything about it, Ren. I think one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. is when uh, Coconut Head screams when he gets knocked down and then gives <laughs> Cookie his going away present. <laughs> and then later when he rips the shirt off Cookie. Yes. Yes, because he's so upset um, that Cookie is not moving. Yeah, I like my favorite part of it is when. So they're going to throw a party in math class. They're going to cancel math class and throw a going away party for Cookie. Cookie goes to Moe's and Ned is like, this has gone too far. And is given the advice of, listen, you've got to tell him before the party that you're like something went wrong and you're not moving. Great. So then Cookie goes and math teacher sets him up and is like, Cookie, before the party, do you want to uh, tell us anything? <laughs> Cookie says, let's jam and they all <laughs> dance. Yeah, it was very funny. Everyone's like giving him gifts. Uh, Lisa Zemo wants to spend the whole day with him. Um, I love when uh, Evelyn comes in and <laughs> reveals that Cookie isn't moving away, so they change it to a welcome back party very briefly. Yep. <laughs> well, she comes in also right as Cookie is about to kiss Lisa Zemo. Yep. Um, and nope. Evelyn's like, I did my research. Your house isn't on the market. I talked to your parents and you're in big trouble. <laughs> Evelyn is so funny. She's they got better at writing her. Good here, really good here. Um, Cookie's in big trouble. Um, dang it. And um, is Evelyn still gonna give him the friendship rings? Does that happen here? I think it's. Does it happen here? I think it does. I think uh, they're all upset, and yeah, it happens at the end. Yep, she she gives them to him at the very end of the segment. She does the here, give it back again. Yep friendship rings perfect um and so i was left kind of wondering so like are they going out like uh it's the next episode kind of implies that Mm -hmm. cookie's at least like trapped in something yes (laughs) um all right right so speaking of trapped let's talk about the like most um like hay fever feeling episode of nedzy classified (laughs) that I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm talking I, about boys and girls. I always get in line for the boys, bro. <laughs> I like, let me, I'm going to play you four, four clips in a row. Okay. Okay. Cause I just, this segment was too good. Um, and just to give the audience an idea of what we're dealing with here happened in a, an 11 minute situation that all these things made some sort of sense. This should get ugly. Okay, so that's Moe's. Moe's like, this is gonna get ugly. Boars are good. They're tiger lilies in full bloom. Yep. <laughs> um, also, we get a tip. Beware of sky teachers. <laughs> uh, I got cut off, but that's cookie. Damn food. it. Beware of sky teachers. I wrote that one down, so I'm glad you recorded it. Um, but this one I don't think got cut off. This is cookie again. Oh no, we made him. Uh, 
Like, are you saying, oh no, we maimed him? <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So this episode is a follow-up to the previous one where you and I didn't discuss. Uh, we talked through Cookie, Ned, uh, Moe's, but we, did, we forgot to just mention there. Susie is moving. That's right. They save it for the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not any fanfare. No. Susie is gone by the next episode. Just, like, written out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned is heartbroken. He's crushed. And so he is done with the guide. He's done with everything. And He's that's never when... writing another tip again. No. And that's when Cookie says, do you know what? You need some quality time with the boys. This calls, like, a job for the boys. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I assumed that they were talking about the hit Amazon Prime superhero show, The Boys. They're going to watch uh, all two seasons of The Boys, cheer Ned up. Yes, um, but that isn't what happens. There's, in fact, no mention of the hit Amazon Prime superhero show, The Boys. Which seems like a missed opportunity to me. Yeah. Um, but instead, what are, so like, what does a boys day look like, Ren? A boys day, Bryce? Yeah. Usually when I'm hanging out with the boys, I like smashing grapefruit with a bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to make science teacher t- chase a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I like to ride on hick redneck girl garden float. <laughs> yeah, day so, with the boys. That's like a quality boy day. Um, <laughs> one thing that drove me, I love like everything about this segment I loved. It was all over the place. It was crazy every single second um why why did no one have class that day it's uh it's boys day out yeah okay that's fine i mean most gets to take over an entire classroom maybe it was like a free day yeah i guess like a so. free period that lasted all day because no one checked i mean it could have been actually just a free period like just like 45 minutes i'd buy that yeah um all right, so yeah, they're gonna have that boys' day. Ren, you mentioned some of their things that they're gonna do. Um, while they're doing that, Mose is going to be put into a position where Evelyn wants some advice on how to, like, handle boys, like how to be with boys. Yeah, Mose has a little boys seminar going on. Yeah, uh, which at first just starts with Evelyn, but then increases to, um. Like, who are these people, Ren? They're like uh, valley girls. Yeah. Who have never seen a boy before. They're very confused um, about boys, about everything about boys. Um, Moe's, at one point, um, says, you know, if you're, like, to get to know a boy, to make a boy like you, try talking and doing things that they like if your boy likes football try football so she throws a football and smacks a girl in the face she's like or maybe like if he's into planes try that throws a paper airplane gets a girl in the eye uh and then she chucks a computer at evelyn um and the like what the physical comedy here was on on point run (laughs) It's, just, a, it's a very inspired segment of Ned's. Yeah, they're beat up in this seminar. Um, and then, so while that seminar is happening, um, and the girls at first, they're really into it, but, they you know, they'll start to feel different <laughs> a little bit. Um, while that's happening, the boys are going to first, you know, let's go to the gym, because that's like a boy zone. 
that's where the gardening club is and that's where they initially run into these girls before they've joined the seminar um and we get the line about boys being good and that boys are tiger lilies in full bloom what what does that even mean some of the writing in the episode is insane yeah um and she says it with such conviction like i believed it i was like yeah that's a saying (laughs) no um, but so when that goes wrong, boy, the they'll go to smash grapefruits. Um, and when they do that, uh, the citrus sprays into their eyes. It hurts. It burns them. Um, like you said, they're going to do a prank on Sweeney where they lure him with a $5 bill. Uh, they actually... Sweeney immediately gets on all fours and knocks a student down. Yes. Starts he... chasing it. Yeah. <laughs> Loses all sense of self. For the $5 bill, uh, jumps out of a window for it. Uh, and that's where we get the uh, Beware of Sky Teachers. <laughs> yep. Um, but so Sweeney, when he gets up and learns what happened, he's going to say, he's going to be like sympathetic. He's going to be like, oh, this is like Ned usually isn't like this. What can I do to help? Well, we know from a previous episode that Sweeney always gets in line for the boys. He does. Yes. That's his his characteristic that you and I have clung on to. If there's one thing that we know about Sweeney, <laughs> it is that. Um, and so he's whatever it takes to help Ned. I'm gonna do it. He might not be the, like the best student all the time, but he's important. Okay, Sweeney. Um, and that's what we get into the uh, ghosts of Tipless past. There's like a thousand things in this one segment, like. So the the boys um, work together to steal the garden float that the girls were working on in the gym. There's like a uh, like a parade float uh, with garden stuff on it. So they steal that. Gordy uh, poses as the ghost of Tipless past to bring Ned to you know first here's the past here's how the tip got created. They have children that reenact the scene. Um, and then he takes Ned into a classroom, which is funny. I loved the bit, Ren, when the float pulls up to the classroom door and doesn't fit. So they just have, like, they just kind of, like, step off of it. Um, I thought that was great. And so Gordy gets in there and he goes, behold, this. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's such a funny sequence. It's it's. There's so much going on. We see Sweeney failing everyone because the tips don't exist in the tipless future. Um, and then things could end with uh, giant sock monkeys destroying Polk. Cookie uh, makes like a little like video edit of that happening. Things are crazy. Um, but do you know what, Ren? Um, Ned still isn't into it. And so maybe one last thing might cheer him up. And that's going to be a joyride on a runaway uh, garden float. And that's what it takes for Ned to regain the will to live. Yes. Uh, as he, they drive down the hallways um, just in time for the Moses girl sem- boy seminar to the um, what, like rebelling. <laughs> they want to go to Boyville. Revolting. Revolting. Yeah, they want to go to Boyville and Moses isn't taking them to Boyville. But the boys are coming to them. Yes. So that's when the float hits them. The float stops. Um, Ned goes flying. Cookie's afraid that he's been maimed. Ned writes a tip and is like, wait a second. 
Well, no, Ned decides he's going to write tips again. He gets, like, tip, I don't know, shock or something. No, 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 no. Never mind. that happened already. That happened already. Um, but, yeah, so everything is going to be fine. And the girls are going to be all over the boys. And that's when Coconut Head's going to say, now I need tips on girls. Man. Um, yeah, was I dreaming this entire time? Like, this all happened, right? This is such a fever dream of a segment, mm-hmm. but it works. It weirdly all comes together. I laughed through the entire thing. Um, I, it was so funny. It was like nonstop thing after thing happening. Even Moses' boy seminar, I felt was captivating because both like Evelyn is funny here again, but also the supporting girls from wherever they're from. Yeah, like, like completely out of nowhere. Yeah, they were really good. So, um, and then we get to girls, which I have, uh, less, like, it was still a very good segment, but I've, I've, like, less love for. Yeah, it's, it's not as funny or as energetic, but, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely probably, it's definitely the most important segment of the night. Yes. Like, it's for sure setting up what the rest of the show is going to focus on. And it does have some genuinely funny parts. It does. I do, It has some low points, but, you know, for mm-hmm. the most part, pretty much all four segments were pretty good tonight. Yeah, so I think, like, the... Uh, I want to get the low out of the way first. Yeah, Simone please. is back. Yeah, Simone's back. Yeah. Uh, I like the loomer falling yeah. for her and Cookie uh, just giving him the chocolates and flowers yeah. he was going to give to Lisa. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, speed dating segment, lousy. Simone in general, not not all that fun at engaging a concept. Brings its own problems with it every time we see it. Yes. Um, I didn't mind the speed dating that much. The, specifically the the girl who um we just saw a brief second of who had a um an incredibly deep voice. Becky. Is that her name? I don't know. If she had. A name, I, I but... saw the tag. Okay. Um, who we just hear say something like, uh, like, thanks for talking, Ned. Uh, almost like when someone does like a talking dog impersonation. Yeah. Um, that's like how deep the voice was. I liked that. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's just a bunch of like dates that don't work for Ned. Um, and that's what Ned's doing here. Ned's moving on. Trying to. Yeah. Moving on from Susie because he's waiting for a phone call from Susie. He's not getting it. Um... And so that's when, okay, maybe I need to move on. Maybe I got to write some tips about like girls as well so I can get a better sense of this. So he's going to go to Gordy. The master? Because Gordy's a genius. As we see Gordy hammer an electric box in the background and get shocked. I love it. <laughs> Gordy does it, does it twice, this segment. Does that exact same action. And he one more time would have been rules of three. <laughs> it, was, it was funnier the second time that I yeah. saw him do it too. Um, so that's going to be like Ned's thing is he is going to kind of like try to figure out some stuff. And so Moses like, dude, I'm a girl. Let me give you some tips. Moses is going to do the tips. Yeah, Moses the tips. Uh, Bryce, can I ask you something? Yeah. What would it take for a boy to become your special boy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I is this uh did someone say that? Yeah, Lisa says it to Simone. 
Oh, no, Simone says it to Lisa. Simone, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, because in that same interaction, that's where Cookie gets almost caught being um, Simone, and then that's when Gordy hits the lights um, with the electrical <laughs> box again. Um, yeah, yeah. So Cookie's thing is he's going to go undercover as Simone to learn about what girls like. Um, and so he's going to go to Lisa Zemo specifically be like lisa what do you want and lisa's like i just want a guy that'll give me chocolate and flowers so uh, so it is kind of sweet in the end when cookie just gives them to loomer instead of lisa i do i did really like that me too it, it's yeah. surprisingly surprisingly mature ending mm-hmm. and it knows to end with a joke which is croner and crony and buzz eating all the chocolates all the as loomer <laughs> devours the flowers yes and this isn't the first time he's eaten a bouquet of flowers no no, it isn't. Loomer <laughs> regularly eats flowers. Um, Mose is... Um, yeah, so Mose is going to be helping Ned here find his perfect girl. Ned describes it. She's tall, athletic. Um, what is Na- it like? First name Jennifer, last name Mose. Mose, pretty much. Yeah, so he describes Mose to a T. The first time he does it, um, I don't know who he's talking to the first time. He does because he describes it to Cookie later. I think he's talking to Mose the first time. Okay, but she doesn't realize, she doesn't realize. or neither of them realize. Yeah, and that's um, when we see that's when we see Gordy uh, fixing the lights for the yes for the chorus uh, group. No, because we get, yeah because we get a bit um, here where multiple at two <clears throat> points in the episode Ned will be talking to Mose, and um, there's like angelic lights behind her, and then a chorus, and it's because like oh we're fixing the lights and the chorus group is out of the chorus room yeah um that's like scrubs style humor like that's very like scrubs-esque in my opinion it is um and so then at the end of the episode ned sees the lights and the chorus again and over Mose and turns out ren chorus room is back how it's supposed to be and the lights are all fixed so both I think it's interesting that both these episodes end with like an impactful revelation. Mm-hmm. Like the first episode ends with Susie moving. Yeah. This one ends with Ned realizing he likes Moe's. Yes. Yeah. Ren, last week I had said that the writers realized that they were moving too fast and needed to slow down. And that's why we had such bad episodes. Now they're like ready to move again. <laughs> I think they seem like they slowed down for a bit. They realized, oh, wait, we're ending. Mm hmm. Yeah, we gotta. We and gotta now it's sped up, but like I'm sure we're gonna hit some other lull before the end, though. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. But I mean, I felt that both these episodes were so strong. Um, Me like, too, especially like compared to last week. This was a massive step mm-hmm. up. Um, if if boys on its was on its own, it would be a ten out of ten. Um, like if, <laughs> if girls wasn't attached to it, not that girls wasn't good, but the content in girls was not ten out of ten. Um, yeah. So, it was fun. I had a, a, an absolute blast watching these episodes, and I hope that um, I hope it can continue. But um, Ren, do you have anything else to say on boys and girls? Anything are you, else? Are you excited about Ned and Moe's? Am I excited about Ned and Moe's? I am intrigued, especially because the episode ends with Susie calling Ned. Yes. As soon as he realizes he likes Moe's, so we know the show's gonna add some conflict to that. So I'm yeah. curious to see what what that'll be, how uh, how much they'll push it. 
-hmm. There's also the possibility that uh, giving Ned a crush on Moe's while we still have like eight episodes or like ten episodes left Mm -hmm. might hurt the remaining stretch of the show, depending on how much they focus on that romance. Yeah. Because we know what happened with Corey and Candy. Yes. Well, it's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much it is a focus, but I think that what's important is that they're not like moving forward with the relationship right away. Like we're seeing instead yeah, that's true. Ned being really like, like, so I think we finally are getting Ned. Um, we're getting confirmation as the audience. Oh, Ned does like Moe's and Ned knows that. So like that's yeah. now in his, in his knowledge base. Um, and so it'll, we'll have to see what happens Ren. Um, Cause you're right. Susie is still around at least virtually, at least over the phone. Feynman is not mm-hmm. moving. Ned just putting a lot of work for Feynman to not move. Um, so who knows? All right, Ren. Um, let's let's rate these episodes. Okay. Okay. Um, what would you rate? Um, hallways and friends moving. Hallways and friends moving. Now I have to decide which one of these episodes I liked more. I'm actually not sure now. Now that we've had our discussion about them, yeah, because they're both pretty good. Yes. Let's see. Hallways and friends moving. I think I'll give this one a. I'm gonna give this one an eight. Okay. I like this one. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It uh, yeah, it was fun. I I don't really have any real complaints. Yeah. Um. I felt like both these episodes moved the story forward a lot. And so I liked Mm -hmm. that. Um, And it was all in directions that I'm interested in, like intrigued by. Even like the Evelyn, like forcing a relationship upon Cookie is funny, like in forward motion and momentum for Cookie. It Um, is, especially now that he's basically ruined his relationship with Lisa. Lisa, yes. Because he has now uh, one extra roadblock in his way. Um, of getting to Lisa's emo, so it's it's perfect. I love the complication. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I'm pretty high on both these episodes, Ren. I'm gonna give it. I think Hallways Friends Moving in nine. Ooh, all right. Um, and boys and girls, like, I don't know. I had such a good time with boys. Girls felt like it needed to be what it was. Uh-huh. Um, because at 21 minutes of that wouldn't have been healthy. No. I think, I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna also give it a nine. Okay. I was going to maybe do a 9.5, but uh, I'll, I'll go with a 9. I'm also going to give Boys and Girls a 9. I thought okay. it was a great follow-up to the episode before it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it, it's moving the story along in a way that's interesting, makes sense for the characters, and it's still really funny. Yeah. Uh, and, like, even Girls at its worst, you know, it's not really fun seeing Simone again, but I liked how it tied into Loomer's plot. Yeah. And the button of him eating the flowers is just such a funny mm-hmm. note to end all that emotion on mm-hmm. yeah it was good both like expected and unexpected with the character of bloomer as soon as he got the flowers i had a feeling <laughs> he was gonna munch into them again and i'm glad he did so um all right well next week ren we'll be watching um cell phones in woodshop as well as getting organized and extra credit so we'll be on 13 14 um moving into the stretch after that we'll only have seven episodes left including the finale wow um, so we're getting there. We're uh, I think in total then that puts us at five weeks left of Ned's. Wow, you're right. So with that in mind, Ren, we got to do a quick little draft. You're right. Uh did you go first last week or did I go first? You went first last week, so it's my okay. turn to go first. 
Uh, I've been writing down who we have so far. So um, just just for the listening audience at home, this is who I have. I currently have on my crew Cumberbatch Grinch, uh, Boomer the Bear, President Martinez, and Ned. Uh, Ren has Iz from Read It and Weep, Mitchell Musso's Cletus from Hatching Pete, Morris Adams, uh, who was once a class clown, uh, who was once the smartest kid in school and is now a class clown, um, and transferred out of James K. Polk as a result. And he also has Stanley, um, the one and only Koi's Got a Bone Hand. So, uh, Ren, I'm excited to make my picks tonight. I'm going to pull up my list and make sure that there's no one who I am, who I like really feel like I need to get. Again, uh, with your picks, I'm feeling a lot less worried about <laughs> getting in the people who I want to get in. Um, all right. I don't know. There's just so many good ones. There are. I, I keep changing my draft every week. Yeah, and it's harder. I think you're making it more difficult for me, Ren, because <laughs> I I now only have 10 spots to get in, like, actual good people. <laughs> the, um, the characters you actually want to see in this. Because, like, there's a chance that, like, I'm looking at my list now. Corey's not on my list. So, like, does Corey not get to play? Because I don't know. Um but I feel like he can't not play. So I'm going to, I took Ned last week. Uh, I'll, I'll take Corey this week. All right. Okay. Um, as my first pick in my, in the draft for tonight. Um, all right, Red. Okay. I think we need a succession rep. Yep. So I'm going to go with the one, the only Mondale. Mondale? <laughs> Ren. Shivan Mondale. Mondale, Shivan Tom's dog, who I believe eats underwear at one point. Is that correct? Uh, Mondale's not well. Mondale's unsettled. Okay. Well, maybe Mondale will bring some insight to the game from the perspective <laughs> of um, acting on behalf of Shivan Tom. If Mondale wins, do Shivan Tom split the money? Because that's Mondale... a good question. I think uh, one of them is going to try to go for the whole pot against okay. the other. Okay. Total control. Um, but right. I think uh, I think Mondale's going to be a good counterpoint to Boomer. Yes, um, we needed definitely needed some animals out here. So I'm glad that both tribes have. I have a a, a bear, and you have a dog. <laughs> good, but then again, Mondale being a dog, we saw. Um, uh, is it Winston in um, Lost? What's the dog's name? I don't remember. Wilson. Lost dog. I think it's Wilson. Vincent. It's Vincent. Oh, yeah, it's um, Vincent. You're right. It came to my mind. Wilson is an, is uh, the volleyball. Yeah. Yeah, from Castaway. Yeah. Um, all right, Ren. Uh, so it's funny that you were going to go with the succession rep. I was also going to go with the succession rep. <laughs> um, I'm loading up my tribe now. I have two of the three winners. I would be dumb to not take our third survivor winner, Connor Roy. Um, Smart choice. As he will be president one day, um, I think it'll be great for him and President Martinez to exchange notes <laughs> um, together on the beach and maybe make a, a presidential suite uh, type situation. So I'm going to take Connor Roy, Ren, and that gives you the last pick of the night. All right, my last pick of the night. I'm going, uh, I'm going big on this one. Mm-hmm. 
this is this is a pick that connects to read it and weep uh minutemen and ned's declassified school survival guide okay i'm picking the real life man paul hohen tell me about paul <laughs> he's the director of read it and weep minuteman and he's a producer on ned's declassified so what what do you think paul hohen is going to add to the roster here I know we talked about him once, but I forget in what context. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm happy to have him out on the beach. <laughs> Good. So you and I then each have six people drafted. Yep. Uh, we will each pick uh, two next week and then two the following week. And then uh, we'll have our teams uh, with three weeks left to go after that of Ned's Declassified run. We really... uh. We've come up with a great roster. Uh, yeah, I like I said though, I'm concerned that I'm not gonna get in people who should be here. Um, well, when Paul Hohen um, <laughs> is showing up, but that is a concern of mine and clearly not a concern of yours. So I will have to deal with that uh, and do my best. Hopefully, does Paul Hohen have a picture on IMDb? Ooh, Bryce. Okay, because let's find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Okay, good for you. Him. You can get a picture of Paul Holland. He's in. Easy. Good. Good. Um. All right. Well, uh, this has been good, Ren. I'm glad we did this, and uh, I hope that you, if you're listening, have a good rest of your week, and take care. And we will catch you next time. I hope everyone has a pleasant time at Paul's dinner party. Take care, everyone. Bye. Holland out. <laughs> Thank you.